Homeward Bound. On the peaceful relief mission to the planet Aline, R2-D2 and C-3PO were caught up in an adventure beyond their comprehension. After finally resolving the crisis and being taken to Jedi Master Adigalia's cruiser, they now head home toward the safety of the Republic, hoping to avoid a separatist attack. Bucketheads, Mayvar Tigar, welcome to the 138th dangerously droiderific episode of Mandavision, Nargai Tom, and thank you so much for checking out this small, independent Star Wars podcast. Remember, the best way to find us is on social media at Mando underscore Vision, Twitter, Instagram. You can email the show MandavisionTom at gmail.com. Make sure you are liking, subscribing, sharing, and following the show with all the other Mandalorians in your covert. How is everyone doing? Welcome to another Star Wars The Clone Wars rewatch episode. Maybe it's Monday, maybe it's not. Who knows right now? I am uh, I'm keeping my cards close to the vest on what we're going to do as far as the release schedule goes, but Monday's for sure. We'll see if we can uh, step it up, though, in the coming weeks and get a few more episodes out per week, see if we can kind of keep up that more hectic pace. Uh, we'll, we'll see, we'll see. If you like that, let me know. <laughs> and that might that might factor into the, to the decision here. It, it's sort of a... a, a it's sort of complicated in a, in a sense. It's like, you know, there's no reason I couldn't do the two episodes per week other than it's just a lot of time. And I sort of like, I've sort of liked having more time to, uh, to do other things at home, uh, other than, than just cranking out podcasts. But at the, on the same tip, I really want to get through, uh, as much of this season as I can before we have to shift our focus to season two, of the bad batch. And, uh, you know, eventually Kenobi at the at the end of May. Uh, so, I don't know. Like I said, we're still in March. I got all of April to get it figured out. We'll have a plan sooner or later. And and like I said, the sort of like the idea is to get done with season four before those two things come up. I'd like to get into a place where season four is is uh, good to go, and we can just focus on Bad Batch when that drops, and then go into uh, Obi Wan because that's going to keep us busy. Because I suspect there'll be a little bit of overlap with those series. So we'll, we'll, we'll be, uh, we very, very busy here on the Men Division podcast. So, um, yeah, we'll, we'll just have to see. I'll keep you all posted as, as I start, as sort of, sort of things become a little bit more clear as I gain a little bit of clarity on, on what the future holds for us. So speaking of Kenobi, by the way, you know, I'm doing this thing again where I'm, I'm kind of revealing, uh, when I'm, I'm, uh, recording these episodes and you may hear them a week or so later. 
Uh, but it's been coming out in the news. There, there's been reports about how the first iteration of, of, of scripts for Kenobi were, were going to be considerably darker than, than what they ultimately settled on uh, for the series. Uh, apparently there was an entire uh, draft of, 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 of the scripts for the episodes even uh, that were all set, ready to go, but they just turned out to be uh, darker than, than what Lucasfilm was looking for. Uh, and apparently there was a little bit of concern from Dave, uh, Dave Filoni and John Favreau about there being a little bit of a similarity between The Mandalorian and what they were sort of thinking of doing initially with the Kenobi show. Now, we, we speculated about all that stuff uh, a while ago because there, there, there were rumblings going around that there was a script delay uh, before they began filming. So, like, the, push, the schedule for shooting Kenobi had gotten pushed back a month or two. And so we talked about that possibility. Uh, and one of the things we had heard was that there was some concern that maybe Kenobi's scripts were a little too similar to some of the, the overarching things they're doing over in The Mandalorian. Specifically, you know, your central character uh, overseeing a small child. You know, in this case, it would have been Kenobi and a very, very young Luke Skywalker. Uh, there, it's also come out that there was some, in, in these first drafts, in this first wave of drafts, uh, there, it wasn't Darth Vader that would be, you know, sort of like the antagonist. Uh, it, they, they would have gone to to Darth Maul, and uh, on a personal note, I uh, as much as I enjoyed you know Darth having his cameo at the end of uh, you know Solo and 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 sort of how he's kind of come back into the Star Wars fold as as this main villain, this main threat. Uh, I, I I don't know how I would have felt about seeing him on the Kenobi show. I really like the way that Obi Wan and Darth Maul's stories sort of wrap up. Uh, in that in that episode of Star Wars Rebels, it's it's one of my favorite episodes of that series, uh, in in a series of really incredible episodes. Uh, that's that's one of my favorites. It really um, sort of just ties everything together with with those two characters. You know, Maul's fixation on the on Naboo and and the Kenobi that we meet up with in Re in Rebels is so far beyond all that. He's left all that. So he's he's grown so much as a character, and to see how they're sort of. Uh, at these different points in their life, Maul mentally still focused on what happened to him on Naboo, and Obi Wan's got this whole other mission going on, is this this whole new path of life and and, and being this nomad in this desert for for twenty ish years, uh, his self discovery is he's just way off the charts uh, from from where Maul is, and and it's it's uh, it's a really wonderful episode. If you've not checked it out, I, I highly encourage it uh, because it's it's wonderful, it's beautiful, it's awesome. Uh, it, it has all the Star Wars. That you want in it. it, it has the, the the wonderful homages to like the Kurosawa samurai films, as we've talked about in the past. Um, so yeah, I don't I, I don't think I would have been stoked on you know kind of harvesting uh, or retreading land that we we we've seen before. Um, and, you know, and I know that I know that's a, that's a dangerous thing for a Star Wars fan to say because a lot of Star Wars is kind of going back into into the territory that we know and know so well and love so well. So uh, it, it's always hard. In the, in that sense, but I I do think Maul's story is, is pretty is is told pretty well, uh, and, and has a, a nice little bow on it. So showing that there was another confrontation between Obi Wan and Maul, did I, I don't yeah, again I was gonna, I would have gone along with it. I would have watched it, and maybe maybe they would have really surprised me with how they worked it out and how they kind of danced between the worrying dots of their continuity. Uh, but by and large, I, I'm I'm glad they moved away from it. I'm interested to see how they fold Vader into this. Uh, and, and dance around the raindrops of their continuity with him, because uh, Vader is obviously a much bigger uh, presence than than Maul. I think we could all agree on that. So, 
and you're and in and in doing so we brought back Hayden Christensen who I, I think like a lot of the prequel actors that initially uh, uh, had a bad taste in his mouth after after uh, a lot of the negative reactions to the prequels at the time you know and, and we've talked about it on the show before like how we've kind of come full circle from that time when the, when the when the prequels originally came out to now 20 years later and and how they're just there's an entire generation that 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 they were made for that loves them and they have become uh, much more uh, i don't i shouldn't say much more like liked that's not the case it's just now that this the this audience that was kids before now they are, are vocal and they have you know social media and and all the things and they go to all the fan events and they do all the stuff and they're like hey man the prequels are freaking awesome uh, and it's just so cool uh, i really really have liked seeing the way the prequels have gained like a new life and a new appreciation, especially from fans of my generation who who have gone back uh, and and revisited and and uh, realized that you know these 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 are really good films by and large. <laughs> okay, all right, let's get into Star Wars: The Clone Wars. <laughs> let's let's talk about this episode of the show. I warned you on the last one. We are up to some crazy droid shenanigans in in these episodes. And this is the second part of Crazy Droid Shenanigans with R2 and C-3PO. Uh, we're here for Season 4, Episode 6, Nomad Droids. Original air date was October 14th, 2011. Our plot. C-3PO and R2 escape Master Gallia's Jedi cruiser in a Y-Wing and find themselves, on one bizarre situa- find themselves in one bizarre situation after the other. Uh, the episode is directed by, directed by Stuart Lee. Written by Steve Mitchell and Craig Von Sickle, who've done a few episodes in, in uh, Season 3, I believe. Our voice cast this week, Anthony Daniels is back, is C-3PO. Matthew Wood is General Grievous the, and the Battle Droids. David Accord is... Uh, I don't know how to say the name. Uh, Albed Diwa. <laughs> D. Bradley Baker is the Clone Troopers. Uh, James Arnold Taylor is Plo Koon. Kevin Michael Richardson is Hezu. Catherine Tabor is Padme Amidala. Tom Kane is the narrator. And Angelique Perrin is... Adi Gallia. So, oh, let's just do our Jedi Fortune cookie as well. It's one of my favorite lines from from Episode Four, from A New Hope. It's it's what Kenobi says to Han Solo as they're they're climbing out of the smugglers, uh, um, the smuggling compartment on the Millennium Falcon. Uh, our Jedi Fortune cookie. Who is the more foolish, the fool or the fool who follows him? One of my favorites. <laughs> and I just I again I just think I just go back to them coming out of the smuggling compartments. And the, the look on Han's face when Obi-Wan says that just it fills me with such delight. There's a lot of interesting aspects to this episode that we should sort of talk a little bit about before we kind of dive into it. Uh, because there's sort of like, we're, we're very focused on R2-D2 and C-3PO. They're our point of view characters. We follow them on each of these adventures. Uh, but the show kind of bookends... With the Clone Wars, you know, we open up, they're on the Jedi cruiser, it's going to come under attack by the Separatists and General Grievous, they get boarded, we see action, the clones in Adigalia and General Grievous in, in combat, but again, we're following the droids around, so it's a lot like they're, we're, we're sort of doing like an expanded version of Episode 4 when, when the Empire's boarding the, uh, the Rebel starship, and, you know, at the, at the very opening there, right, when, the, when they're, when they're, a, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I am so tripped up over my own words right now, but but they're sort of recreating that that shot that that sequence a little bit. Uh, just this time, we're just on the Jedi cruiser. It has a lot more in common with the Star Destroyer than the Rebel blockade runner. 
So it, it, it's got a lot of those, those rings to it. And then we catch back up with our characters later on, our Jedi characters, our clone troopers later on, and we see like this entire, this, there's been like this entire thing going on with them. Like Adagalia is captured at one point, and then she's free, and they're escaping from the Separatist starship. So like there's this whole other storyline going on that R2 and C3P are just kind of weaving in and out of while they're on their own adventures after they uh, escape from the Jedi cruiser in a Y-Wing. And uh, it's it's a lot of fun. It's a strange episode. It has a lot in common with with uh, with like Gulliver's Travels, especially the first adventure in particular. Um, it, it's 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 weird. It's bizarre. It's sort of surreal in a sense. Uh, but like the last one, it's sort of a, a fun one too. It's an easy watch. You don't have to do like any deep diving, any deep thinking on anything. They really bring it to your attention here. It's it's like these little vignettes sort of. And, uh, again, I think it's pretty fun and enjoyable. An easy, easy watch. And, again, I like the way they weave in and out of this, this Clone Wars situation, this, like this battle between Grievous and these other, you know, by and large, bigger, more important characters, quote-unquote. Uh, and, and we just have the droids as our POV. Uh, I, I really dig it. I think it's an interesting episode. Does it work on every single level? No, no, it doesn't. But, uh, again, an interesting attempt to do something you know different within the context of Star Wars The Clone Wars. So let's go ahead and get into this episode. You know what that means. It's time. Strap on your buckets. Let's go. They've hit the main reactor. Prepare to evacuate. Did you hear that? Oh, we've got to get out of here. Where are you going? We need to find an escape pod. Yeah, so there you go. You can hear the sort of blaster fire as the droids are moving through the corridors of the ship in their attempt to escape, sort of recreating what we saw in the tent before, uh, back in A New Hope. So, again, I like that sequence, but let's let's kind of fast forward the story because, you know, it really begins once they evacuate, right? They have to... Uh, they're they're in a Y wing for reasons because I guess they couldn't find the escape pod. So they get out in the in the in the Y wing and they are quickly pursued by um, uh, vulture droid. Excuse me, my goodness. And they crash land on the planet. Uh, I think I'm going to say this right. Hopefully, we'll say this right. Patatit Patuna, and they are uh, quickly taken capture, ca- taken as captives by the very diminutive natives of the planet, which I believe they call them the Petitites. Petite, petite, petite. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> this, is, this is a fun one to say. It's a lot of T's and a lot of I's. <laughs> the pet- <laughs> We're going to say the Petitites and hope that's correct because <laughs> it just sounds funny to me. <laughs> we find out that they are... are uh, again, despite their diminutive diminutive nature, they are they are uh, quite capable of bringing down R two and C three PO. I don't know how they do against some, some clone troopers, but again, this is sort of like the Gulliver's Travel moment, you know, uh, where they're they're sort of tied down to the ground, and these these little beings are all around them and, and telling them that hey, uh, off world aren't welcome here, and uh, they have this this ruler Hezu, uh, who is is uh, not nice, not a nice guy. But let's let's check out what Hezu has to say to our droids. So. You are the intruders. Intruders? Oh, hardly, your uh, worshipfulness. We are... On this planet? 
Zingzo with Jesus says they are. Quiet, Artu. Was this your friend challenges big Jesus' authority? Sir, my disagreeable friend here means no disrespect. We are just trying to get back to our home planet, but our ship is damaged, and I fear, repaired or not, that further travel in it might not result in our arrival there unscathed. That's the chance we'll have to take. Now get off my planet while I'm in a good mood, or I'll have you dismembered and sold for scrap! Freeze him! Okay, so... <laughs> What sort of happens next is, uh, uh, you know, again, these are diminutive people. They're very, very tiny. Uh, and and uh, somehow, C-3PO, using strength that we never knew he had, is able to, to tip R2-D2 over. And R2 falls on Heizu and kills him. <laughs> and then uh, the, the, the natives of the planet are sort of unsure what to do next. So C-3PO decides to introduce them to the notion of democracy. And and uh, it doesn't go well, as as the losers of the vote uh, start attacking each other and the winner of the vote. So again, democracy in action at its finest in Star Wars. <laughs> and this is when our, our our droid companions make a hasty exit. <laughs> and then in in a little bit of another uh, another shot at these very very tiny tiny people, uh, as they're taking off, the the the, the wash from the White Wings engines blows them all back into into to the ground and stuff like that. So now we're on to our next planet in in the episode. And, and again, it's like three little vignettes. And yeah, okay. So we have to we have the excuse me. The Y wing has to land again because the power system's damaged and it's running down. So they prepare to land on the next available planet, which is Balnab. Balnab. Uh, it's a different kind of planet than our last one visually. Uh, it does have natives that are we are going to encounter. It, it, our droid, excuse me, our droids are going to encounter. Uh, and this little vignette is sort of a Wizard of Oz kind of thing because we meet the leader of the of the Balnabs. They're a great leader, quote unquote. Uh, Albi Diwa, and he's this giant hologram, like the big, like the great and powerful Oz was. Right? We don't actually see him; it's just a hologram. Until R2 notices that there's sort of like this this cutout in, in this rock partition. Uh, and so R2 opens that, that partition. And we go in to find out that uh, the, the great leader is, in fact, a bunch of pit droids. And they sort of have uh, manipulated the, 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 the leader, uh, excuse me, the, the natives of Balnab into doing sort of like their, 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 their dirty work. We find out they're in a crash star cruiser of their own. And it looks like they're trying to get these 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 beings to sort of uh, enable them to get off the planet. It's sort of funny to see a bunch of pit droids kind of being malevolent, right? Uh, that was an interesting choice on there. Um, but yeah, uh, you know, once the natives find out that they're, they're being manipulated by pit droids, it does not go well for the pit droids. Uh, but it goes well, or even worse for our, our heroes because uh, they, they still aren't able to solve the power issues. And now, now R2 and C-3PO are running low on power themselves, and they both eventually have to shut down. And that's when they're discovered by a band of weak way pir pirates who takes them to their ships and recharges them uh, for a gladiatorial combat. So we get to see like some some battle bot action here um, with with, like, with with very familiar droids we've seen from them throughout the Star Wars films and other forms of animation going into combat with one another, and it's it's a little much. <laughs> and just as as uh, he and R two are about to are getting thrown into the pit, uh, Grievous's ship soon descends on them, and he's going to use the pirates as target practice for his droids. Uh, the uh, the cannons from uh, Grievous's ship 
puncture the hull of the pirate ship, and R2, C-3PO, and several of the other droids are blown out into space. Now, R2's got his little rockets, so he manages to get them onto the Separatist ship, which is a pretty funny moment in and of itself. And yes, I know I'm skipping through this, the middle section. <laughs> I'm not playing a clip from, from the Oz stuff, because that was sort of the one where it was like a little off with it. But I want, I want you to check out this clip, uh, because I like this bit where R2 and C-3PO are talking to the battle droids once they've come aboard the Separatist ship. We surrender. We surrender! Uh, where did you come from? They must be pirate droids. Pirate droids? You're under arrest. Pirate droids? When pirate droids? We are part of the Republic. Oh, yes, uh, we are pirate droids. That is what we thought. Send them off to the incinerator room with the rest of the pirate scum. The incinerator room? Yes. You will be melted down for General Grievous's war machine. So now we're off to the incinerator room, which is, again, another level of, of scariness for our C-3PO in particular. Uh, but this is where we are also dovetailing back into our Clone War storyline. Uh, when we saw Grievous realize that there's a, a pirate ship he's going to do target practice, we see Adagalia as a prisoner. Uh, so next, when we're going to catch up with them again, we're to the next part of that storyline too, where now she's free and attempting to escape from the ship. And again, it's just general Grievous has problems hanging on to some of the more uh, popular and known Jedis in, in the Star Wars universe. And not to oversimplify what's going on with the story, the, the Republic shows up. They're, they're in a rescue mission for Galia. That's how she's going to be able to sort of mitigate her uh, or, or sort of uh, force her own escape from Grievous's cap. Uh, I was going to say hands, but his hands is the right word for Grievous. I don't know. But yeah, I mean, there's a lot going on <laughs> in a sense. Uh, so we're moving pretty quickly here as this episode closes out. Uh, this is also what causes, our, it allows R2 and uh, uh, 3PO to make their escape from the incinerator room too. And now we kind of cut back to them in all the action like we saw them before. Again, sort of reminiscent of what we saw when we first met these droids back in Episode 4 on the Tantive 4. So let's go ahead and catch up as our clones and Jedi Master Plo Koon are storming Grievous' ship, rescuing Adagalia, and the droids are attempting to make their way out of things. Thanks for the rescue, Master Plo! General Grievous has fled. Very good. Finish off the remaining droids. We're a republic of... We belong to Senator Amidala. Don't shoot. Don't shoot. I can't believe it. You know these droids, Commander Wolf. Yes, sir. We transported them to Master Gallia's ship after we left the planet Aline. Yes, Commander Wolf. How have you been, sir? We have been on quite an adventure. Well, I'm certain Wolf would love to hear about it. Ah, uh, actually, sir. Excellent. Uh, it's a long story. Ah. Uh, and you won't Sir. believe it. Excuse me. I hardly believe it myself. It all started. And there you go. That's the end of the episode. It works out pretty nicely for everyone involved, doesn't it? <laughs> Again, it's a very straightforward episode. I um, you know, I know we normally include more clips uh, on on these shows, but uh, um, it just seemed to, to this seemed to be a, a faster paced adventure for for C three and R two. I didn't want to throw up too many clips for the, for you guys in this one. Um, just because I didn't feel like it didn't really add anything to it. We hit the important notes, and that's what really matters. Again, it's a simple, fun little episode. 
R2, C3PO, and these wild adventures. Again, some of them referencing other other things in literature, like, like I said, uh, Gulliver's Travels, Wizard of Oz. Um, if the third one connects to anything, I don't know. I mean, it's like, what, Treasure Island? You get taken in by pirates? <laughs> if, I, if I'm going to complete the metaphor, is that what we're going for? And that was a little, a little Treasure Islandy. Nah, probably not. Not so much. Not so much. In my, not in my recollection of Treasure Island. But it has been a hot minute since I read Treasure Island. So what do I know? But yeah, I, 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 these droid two-parters are always um, interesting. I always like reading the reviews. I mentioned it last week too. They, they these sort of episodes get knocked a lot for being filler, and and um, yeah, I guess filler is probably the most de- demeaning word I can use for them. And uh, people say that like it's a bad thing. And I, again, I don't consider them filler. I just think Star Wars is so full of of these interesting characters who not all of them are soldiers. Not all of them are. are uh, you know, for combat, like we don't do, we don't need a war story focused on C three PO and R two D two. That doesn't seem to make a lot of sense. Let's let's lean into the into the sort of uh, bumbling duo aspect of C three PO and R two on on these kind of strange adventures that allow us to explore uh, different parts of the Star Wars galaxy, which I think is a lot of fun. And and again, I, I think adults in particular have a really hard time having there be a, a, episodes that are a little bit more kid centric, a little bit more kid friendly. And that's a real that's a that's a real mistake because they're they're uh, they're they're crushing their own joy. If if I wanted to be, to be honest with you, I think they're crushing their own joy because they just want the story the, the story that they want the narrative they want they want the Star Wars action adventure stuff they want the wars in the Star Wars, and you can't you can't always get that. But well, I think what they do really nicely is sort of weave these characters on these adventures on these sort of bizarre strange adventures around. A Clone Wars adventure, or a, a, an adventure of the Clone Wars. I mean, it's you know you got Plo Koon, you got Autogalia, the clones are battling the droids. I mean, it's still part of the Clone Wars, right? So, again, I, I just sort of take some some weird, sick fascination with reading reading negative reviews on episodes that are by and large very very enjoyable, uh, just because it's not. <sighs> I don't know, action oriented enough, and it's about the, the 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 droids and not Anakin and Obi Wan and stuff. You you don't like it very much? Yeah, nonsense, nonsense. I say. All right, we're we're gonna be. That's it for the episode. Uh, I give this like a seven. I like this one actually. It it really grows on me when I, the more I watched it. I watched it twice in preparation for uh, doing this review because after the first viewing of the episode, I was sort of. At a loss, I, did, I wasn't quite sure what I was going to talk about with it. I was just was like, I, I I don't know what I watched. That was like a really crazy, weird adventure with the droids. Uh, so I watched it again a couple of days later and, and, and kind of wrapped my head around some of the more literary aspects of it, uh, which made, made talking about it a little bit easier. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's just a simple, straightforward one. And I, but I like the way that it weaves, uh, and that's nice. That's a good stuff. So yeah, I think I think it's a seven. You can you can knock me if you want and say it's a six and a half, but I think it's gonna be a seven. I like the droids, and that's all I can say about that. Uh, next week, though, we get back into some big time uh, Star Wars action. You know, for all the other people who are hating these quote unquote filler episodes with the droids, we got some big time stuff coming up. Uh, going with the Umbar and Darkness series, and it's gonna be a fun one. We're back into some Jedi stuff. We're gonna get nuts with the Umbarans. Uh, it's it's gonna be. It's my recollection of those episodes uh, uh, are, are are very fond. Let's put it that way. So rewatching them will be very very interesting. I have not gone ahead and rewatched them just yet uh, because well I wanted to save the surprises because yeah it has been a hot minute since I've seen them. 
But I'm really, really looking forward to getting into those with all of you. And I want to thank you all so much for for sticking around and listening. Uh, you know, I know we're all kind of rewatching Star Wars at our own pace, so maybe you're not uh, watching the Clone Wars as I'm going through them. Maybe you're on the Rebels right now, or you're you're watching the Resistance or some of the Lego specials. You know, it, and 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 I truly, truly appreciate all of you taking the time to download the shows and listen and sh- and share and hopefully laugh when I'm being just out of my element, saying words like petitites and things like that. Uh, just it's just ridiculous. Uh, sometimes the way that I stumble through some of these some of these words I have to I have to get out of my mouth and the mouth just won't cooperate and it's just today's one of those days where uh, my lips are moving maybe too fast and that's part of the problem slow down slow down slow down all right <laughs> now that I've slowed down enough we're gonna get out of here we're gonna call it a day but you know we're gonna be back very very soon again the umbar in darkness coming up it's going to be a good one. I can't wait to talk about those. This is going to be a lot, a lot of fun. Uh, otherwise, I hope everyone is being awesome. And uh, I want to thank the most awesome people, which are the Mando Vision Maniacs, which you can become over at patreon.com forward slash MandoVision. You can join the Maniacs and gain access to the sweet bonus content. Thank you to our current Patreons, the Aspinel Chody, the Batman of Bayho, Jeff Nail. Jeff's on a great podcast called The Ring and Air. Check it out. Thanks to Evil Circle, the evilest of all circles, the Squid Master General, Mr. Brian Broussard, the New Jersey Devil Mark Wegemer, our very own Joker and Holly Quinn, Brian and Krista, a Pride Brewing Company here in San Diego and now in Baltimore, Maryland. Check them out. Great beers, great people. Uh, the Beer Hop Brigadier General, Jesus Beer Hops, the Silent Assassin, he who should not be named, and Syndicate Ram, co-host of Come On, It's Still Good, a uh, former guest of this podcast who might be on a certain episode coming up around May the 4th. Oh, yeah. You heard it here first. All right. We're going to wrap this party up. I hope you've had a great time. I've enjoyed being here with all of you. And I thank you again for the support and the continued love on the social media. You are all the best. Uh, I I love that I have carved out a small little niche of Star Wars fans that are just so awesome and so wonderful and positive. uh, Because that's what we want to be on this show. You know, again, it, it's a tough line sometimes when you want when you want to uh, critique something, but you got to keep that positivity there. And 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 I like I'd like to think that I do a decent job of that. So, hey, we got things to look forward to. So many exciting things coming up. It's a great time to be a Star Wars fan. So why not, why be a crappy one? Why be one with a with poopy face? And we're not going to do that. Star Wars is awesome, <laughs> forever and ever. Even when it's not awesome, it's still pretty awesome. And that's the bottom line. Because uh, Stone Cold said so. All right, so let's get let's wrap it up. I'm just babbling at this point. This podcast has to end, and it can only end one way. This is the way. This is the way. This is the way. This is the way. Bounty hunting is a complicated profession.